So I have to say that literally an hour before our start time, I was listening to um, a replay in my coaching group for my own personal coaching for my business and personal development. And she was sharing her story and she's in the same line of work as I am in the same kind of space. And she was sharing her personal story and something really hit my spirit in what she shared. And it called me to change the format of what we're talking about today and how, how I'm presenting it today, because I want to make sure I am showing up as my best self and most authentic self. And in the past, I've tried to fit into a box and share what I think people want to hear versus what they need to hear, what's on my heart, what God's calling me to say, because well, what if it doesn't resonate or what if it makes somebody upset or what if they don't like me now or all the what ifs, but the wrong types of what ifs, you know, so today I'm coming just speaking from my heart, from just a place of love. And I hope out of this that you truly get that the whole idea of sustainable weight loss, it starts on the inside. Everything starts on the inside with what we think, what we're feeling. And then we have the practical application, which we're going to get into about the fitness and nutrition. But truly, everything starts on the inside. And when I started my journey, and it's been, what, 15 plus years, really, that I really started to be intentional in my health, realizing that, oh, something needs to change. And I don't have a huge weight loss goal. And that used to keep me stuck. How am, I, how am I going to talk about this when I haven't lost the 50 pounds? And how are they going to believe me that I can help them lose the 50 pounds if they have that to lose? And, and all these stories that I had made up, instead of the story I had, I transformed my life. I transformed my body. I transformed my mind because of the actions I took, because of the skills I learned and the things I implemented and learned about to allow me to have the healthy lifestyle I desire to have the body I desire and to be able to love it again. So we all have a story to tell. We all have a story, right? And it's deciding what parts of that story are we going to hold on to and keep that serve us? And what part of that story do we need to let go and rewrite, right? I grew up where I was like, oh, you're so cute. You're so this, you're so that. And I got, I got, I started um, forming an identity around my body. You know, and my identity and my worth was attached to my body. And then I had something happen in my childhood that made me look at my body differently and almost see it as, um, I wouldn't say a curse, but almost as a tool to use because of what happened to me. I had put barriers up that no one can touch me. Um, I have this wall up and I'm going to make sure I don't let anybody hurt me again. And I saw my body again as a tool, almost like as a weapon, if you will, which sounds horrible, um, in regards to how I used it, how I viewed myself. I didn't value my body. I took it for granted. And as I progressed and got further along, you know, my late 20s-ish, had children, and my body changed. I personally, I loved being pregnant. I loved being pregnant because people like cut in line, you know, and if you're in the restroom, they're like, oh, you go first, right? Like, I loved it. Um, I didn't care for the waddling. I did have a gentleman at my old career be like, um, something about he's saying I was waddling. I'm like, oh, you never tell a pregnant woman, honey, that she waddles because you're likely not to walk again yourself. 
<laughs> or and you never take a pregnant woman's food, right? You don't share. Like, you touch my food, I chop your hand off. Like, period, the end. But I loved being pregnant. My body went through changes, and I loved it. One, because my breasts got bigger. Like, hello, thank you. You know, um, never looked like that ever again. But the idea is sometimes when we go through physical changes, they can bring us joy, or they can also make us turn inward, and, and we get scared, depending on how we view our body at that time. Right. And as I got past my 20s and pregnant, um, I was fortunate enough, my body, how, how it was designed, it bounced back fairly quickly. I was fitting back into my clothes, which I was like, sweet, this is awesome. But mind you, I also was at a point where I was working out regularly. I was moving my body. I was strength training, you know, four to six days a week. I was active and my metabolism was higher in my 20s. And so it was, quote unquote, easier for me to maintain as I got into my 30s, I was learning more about nutrition. I was noticing how certain foods were affecting me. In my late 30s, I really noticed my body was starting to change again. And I was like, what's this? I ain't pregnant. So I'm not kind of cool with the changes going on. Like, I work out this many. I watch what I eat. Like, what's up? And so now I'm in my 40s, and things are different again. So all this to say is, like, we go through phases as a woman, we go through, you know, our um, pre-children, we have kids, post-children, our body adapts, it changes, our elasticity changes, how our body accumulates weight or fat and where it's distributed changes. And women, like, ladies, it goes to our stomach, our hips, our thighs, our butt. That is how we were designed because that's typically where, again, we hold it because, again, all of our vital organs are mainly in our abdominal region, okay? So the more fat we have to be able to support our vital organs, and when we're pregnant, we take on more to help um, nourish the fetus, right? Nourish the baby. But when we're done with babies, you know, our hormones start changing, our estrogen drops, our gesture drops. Those hormones are what help regulate where body fat is put. So I just want you to get, like, never just arrived. This whole sustainable weight loss made simple, it is possible, but it's also understanding that different phases of life, you're going to have to make different tweaks. And it doesn't happen overnight. The changes, you won't get the results overnight. It is a process. Like for myself, my body is changing. My body wants to hold on to more body fat. It's also because of my genetics, my mom's side, my dad's side. They both got cellulite, the women early on. They didn't really work out, but predisposed to it, genetics. So that's something I have to come back to. And this really leads me to point one, which is acceptance and self-love. That is the number one way to sustain your results, sustain the weight loss, to achieve it, maintain it, and then and sustain it. Because again, throughout the phases of your lives, we get in their 40s or 50s or 60s and beyond, we're going to have to make changes to adapt to that new phase of life. Okay, it doesn't mean we can't stay achieving and sustaining. It just means there's going to be adaptations that have to happen. We need to have that acceptance for where we're at, for our body as it is. We need to have some self-forgiveness if needed and truly be okay with where we're at because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is nothing that you have to do in order to be seen, heard, loved, valued, and enough because in God's eyes, you're all that, period. There's nothing you need to change. You don't have to lose that 10 pounds. You don't have to fit in those size six jeans. You don't have to do any of that stuff to be worthy, deserving, loved, and accepted as you are right now. But you have to choose to have that self-acceptance and that self-love that starts with you. If you don't have that, and if you don't start working on you, 
and to be okay with where you're at and have acceptance and self-love and, and gratitude for what your body has done so far for you. Maybe it's birth children, right? It's got you here. You're still alive and breathing. Then it's really hard to maintain and sustain what you've done because you always come back to, there's gotta be more I have to do. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And then if you find the scale going up a little bit or not going down, and then you can start beating yourself up again, you're going to keep yourself stuck and it's going to be so much harder to try to maintain and sustain your results. Okay. And my notes on here, I feel like I'm rambling. So first one is acceptance and self-love. When we find, and I, this is, this is part of my story. I've always felt like I have to look a certain part. I'm in the fitness industry. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I have to look a certain way. I have to have a six pack and be all this. And I'm like, Part of me thought that, but the other part of me didn't believe that. I'm like, I don't want that, but I thought I had to have it. So I, I was not in alignment with who I was as a person because I was thinking I had to do this, but yet I did not want to. I didn't want to do what I knew it would take for my body to try to get to that. The time, the, you know, the nutrient timing, the types of workouts, how often I had to do it, um, the restrictions I would, I would need to have for my body type and my genetics to be able to get that. I didn't want it because that wasn't what I was after. I truly was after feeling good in my body, loving my body, feeling strong and capable and empowered that I can do things. I can physically do the things I want to do that I'm strong enough to do whatever the heck I want to do if I want to do it. And that I can take care of my children. I can do the domestic things and not have to rely on somebody else, but that I can physically do it. And that empowered me so much. And that is one of the pivotal reasons why I do what I do. So I want to help each one of you feel the same way. The aesthetics, that's just a side benefit, right? And for me, there's nothing sexier than looking at a man or a woman and seeing their physique and be like, they value their body. They steward well over their body. Now, you might see someone who's like in great size too. And you're like, oh my gosh, they, you, again, genetics, age, all that stuff plays a factor. And if we're comparing ourselves to somebody else, girl, we are not in our own lane and you are not going to achieve what you want to achieve or sustain it because you're thinking again that you need to do something else in order to be received, to be loved, to be worthy, valued. False, right? Comparison is a thief of all joy. We know that, but we have to be mindful of what we're allowing ourselves to take in through here, through here, okay? So it's so important. So number two I want to talk about is the comparison. We just touched on that. Comparison is the quickest way for you to lose your results. Okay, quickest way. Again, you set yourself a goal. You achieved it. You did all this hard work, right? Because you had to make changes. It maybe wasn't, quote, unquote, hard work, but it was heart work, right? You had to do these changes. You had to make, create new habits and stick to them and be consistent with them to get these results that you're after, right? Whether it's weight loss, whether it was changing your body composition, whatever for your health, right? And you want to be able to maintain and sustain them. But if you're looking to left and to the right and compare yourself thinking, oh, maybe I should try a little bit more or I wish I looked like that. Uh-uh. God gave you your unique blueprint, period, the end, for a reason, for a purpose. So we need to stay in our own lane. And that comes from you have to first define what healthy is to you. What does it look like to you? What does it feel like to you? What does it mean to you? Because if you haven't defined health or what healthy looks like to you, 
then how do you know if you ever achieve it? How do you know if you're on the right path to it? So redefining health for yourself is like my mission. You need to redefine it for yourself because when you've redefined health for yourself, you're taking the actions, right? You've achieved your goals and you're able to sustain it because you know that that version of you who is healthy, who is strong, who is fit, who has the energy and vivaciousness and joy, there's action she takes daily to nourish her mind, her body, and her spirit every day. So she can show up as that elevated version every day. Not perfectly, right? Not perfectly, but she's progressing. So when you've defined that, you're operating from that level. So of course you're gonna sustain your results because you're being that person and that person sustains her results by nourishing her mind, body, and spirit every day. That's why the five pillars of health, mindset, nutrition, fitness, self-care, and faith, those are the five key pillars to sustaining your weight loss. Simply, we will go over a couple different action steps that you can take to start implementing this, but that's key, redefining health for yourself. So if you haven't done it yet, take some time and sit down, come and go in prayer, meditation, get a piece of paper and a pen out, Start journaling, asking yourself those questions, okay? We'll go a little bit deeper on this towards the end, um, and I'll give you some, some questions really to be journaling on that you can write down or come back to, okay? So two, let go of comparison. Number three, which, which was redefining health for yourself, deciding what healthy looks and feels like to you. Because until, again, you get this mindset stuff, you can start making progress in your fitness and nutrition, of course you can, but you will not sustain it unless you do that hard work, unless you are changing your story to line up with your vision of what healthy looks like for you individually. Not what mom says it should be, not what the doctor says it should be, not what Susie says it should be, what you say it should be, because God will give you the vision for your health. And then it's your job to take the actions to achieve that. And you will know the actions because God will give you that blueprint step by step by step, which if you're like me, I'm, I'm like, hey, can I have the whole blueprint for you? A to Z, give it to me. I need to make sure it's going to work. But that's not faith, right? Faith is belief in what you cannot see, not in what you can see because it doesn't take faith, right? So number four, action plan. So one, we want to be able to create consistency. Con consistency is what yields results and helps you to maintain them. So anything that you choose to do, it needs to be something you can maintain that you can be consistent in. It's not about the all or nothing because that sets you up for failure. It's about what's that one key area I can start in. Where is the, the area that challenges me the most that I really feel called to start making healthier choices in? That's where you start. You start where you're most challenged in because that's going to get you the biggest results and it's going to be the most challenging for you, which means it's going to yield, oh, the results are going to be transformational for you. It's going to truly impact you the most. So start with the hardest area, whatever is most challenging for you. So maybe it's in your fitness. Maybe it's getting consistent and just moving your body, right? Or maybe it's your food. Like you got an addiction to sugar. Maybe it's to soda, coffee, whatever, fast food. You're like, I know I need to change. I'm not feeling good in my body. I'm always tired. I'm worn out. I have no energy to do anything. My kids always want to play and I, I don't want to, you know, rather than them go watch TV so I can just relax on the couch at the end of the day, right? And you know, you're like, that's not who I want to be. I want to become that woman, that wife, that mom who has that energy, who is who loves to go out and go play with her kids and, and who is able to do the things she loves to do with more ease and joy, that who feels capable and confident, right? And feels strong and healthy 
and vivacious. I love that word, vivacious. Doesn't that just give you that beautiful picture? And so we have to become her. And we become her by seeing what, what is she doing? How is she showing up? What types of food is she eating? What type of movement or exercise is she doing? How does she view her body? How does she talk to herself? How does she show up for herself? How is she practicing self-care and self-love? And then do those actions and you will bring that into you. God has made this universe an attraction-based universe. What we focus on, we bring in. So if it's negative things, guess what? We get more of that. If it's positive, we get more of that. If we keep telling ourselves we're overweight, we're fat, we're ugly, I can't do this, it's too hard, I don't have time, guess what? That's what you get. You have no time, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and unmotivated, okay? We gotta change the words and the thoughts in order to get the results. So start easy, nutrition. Nutrition pillar is again, one of the practical steps you can take to one, lose the weight and sustain it and maintain it. So with nutrition, again, we're gonna pick a small part. I'm looking at my notes here. And when we are focused in on, when you focus in on nutrient dense foods, okay, think plant-based, lean protein, animal protein, turkey, beef, fish, pork, okay? Lean protein coupled with nutrient-dense plant-based foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, legumes, okay? Healthy fats, your avocado, your oils, your nuts, your seeds. Those together, again, that's a protein, carbs, and fats. Those are our three macronutrients. When we're focused on eating nutrient-dense foods, one, they're less calories, Two, we have more nutrients available, bioavailable, meaning ready right away for us. Our body knows how to process them, utilize the energy, break down the food. So our body systems are working synergistically and we are utilizing the energy we're taking in. Our body's not storing excess fat, right? Because we're utilizing the energy we're taking in, we're burning it off, we're good. We're in maintenance mode, right? But when you're on a weight loss journey, we have to be in a caloric deficit, okay? So that can be between food, calories, or a combination thereof. Without being in a calorie deficit, you will not lose body fat or weight, okay? You can change your body composition, which means the shape of your body as you are weight training. That is the number one key thing, which we're gonna go a little bit more in depth on. But with nutrition, you have to be able to eat to sustain your lifestyle. So if you're very active, you gotta make sure you get in enough protein and enough carbohydrates. Your body needs carbs. Okay. That is key and foundational to weight loss and maintaining your results at maintenance mode is protein and carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are your physical energy, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. Those are carbohydrates. Again, you go into the processed foods, you got carbs and fats there, but they are calorie dense, not nutrient dense. Those are our fun foods. We, we get it enjoy here and there, right? But when there are main foods, we go going out to eat, for instance. Girl, I would rather go out to eat every day and not cook, okay? The only thing is when we go out to eat, typically you're getting large portion sizes. And most of us, I should say most of us, some of us might have been raised to think, do not leave food on your plate because there's people in Africa starving. So you better clean your plate, okay? We wonder why we have obese people today. So you don't have to clean your plate. There is more than enough food to go around to feed every single individual on this planet. God made sure of it. Okay? So if you go out to eat, it's maybe getting a to-go box and put half of that food away. And that's for the next day. Okay? They give us way more food than we need. But the other issue is when we eat out is the additives and preservatives that are put in this food to keep it. Unless we have farm to table, 
which we don't have a ton, ton of those near me. We have a lot of fast food, right? Maybe some sit down. But again, you don't know what they're putting in the food, how long it's been sitting out, what preservatives or additives they've had to put in, what brands they're using, the chemicals they use to clean, to clean, right? That's gonna go in your food. So again, all those toxins and chemicals build up in our system, creating inflammation and dis-ease within the body systems, thyroid issues, your um, cortisol, your insulin, it affects our body systems, which then affects our weight loss, okay? And maintaining it. So being mindful of how often are you going out? Where are the places you're visiting, right? And again, it's being mindful of what you're taking in. Are you eating a balanced meal? Carbs, protein, healthy fats? Are you drinking lots of water? Okay, all this plays a key role. Our body's 80% water, our largest organ, skin. It needs water, honey, it needs water. Drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces of water a day, pivotal. If you're working out, sweating a lot, it's really hot, or you're in a very dry state like I am, you gotta increase that water. Because girl, I feel like I've aged 20 years in the last year and a half. I have to put stuff on my face all day long in the summertime because, I mean, there's no moisture here. So really be mindful of where you live, taking in that water, eating nutrient-dense foods, and limiting how often you go out to eat or eating fast food or processed foods. So anything that didn't come out of the ground or didn't crawl or fly or swim comes in packaging, it's processed. Or protein, yes, it's processed, right? It's, it's down, it's just watching and trying to grab things that are minimally processed. The whole purpose, again, is the chemicals that are used for our food, okay? It's a really big contributor to disease in our bodies, okay? So I practice the 80-20 rule. I do that with my clients as well. 80% of the time we are eating, you know, nutrient-dense food. 20% of the time we're having fun. That might mean one day a week you have a fun meal. Maybe you're getting pizza and ice cream with the kids, right? Maybe it's you're getting your favorite, you know, um, coffee at your coffee house, you know, a mocha or whatever, okay? So, oh, I have to say this too. It just dropped in my spirit. Sugar-free girl is not better at all. That's all fake. It's chemicals. You're better off having the real sugar, okay? Just saying. Yes, it's less calories. But again, you're eating chemically altered food and drink. So I would much rather see you using raw sugar, but even better than that, honey or maple syrup, real maple syrup, real raw honey, if you need to sweeten something. But that's why I said, having our drinks and stuff, when we're having it in moderation, have the real thing, okay? It's a fun thing, right? There's gonna be sugar and stuff in there. You're not, you're not having it for your nutrition for the day. It's a treat, right? It's something fun to have. So we're mindful of that when you're on a weight loss journey or a fat loss journey, that's what you're being mindful of. And when you get to maintenance mode, again, you've achieved either the size you want to be, the body composition you want, or the weight you want to be. Then we go into maintenance mode. Okay, maintenance mode, we're eating a little bit higher calories because we're no longer trying to lose anything. We're just maintaining. That doesn't mean we go and fill up with more processed and refined foods, right? Because that will surefire or make you gain weight again of inflammation, water retention, and so forth, okay? So when it comes to our fitness pillar, that's our second practical application within our five pillars, the fitness pillar. Now for sustaining weight loss, the biggest key here is picking an exercise plan that you can stick with. For me, I get bored real quick. I rarely ever will do the same workout twice. I have to switch things up. 
period, the end. That's just my personality. You might be like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm this. I'm type A. I want this. I'm going to do this for four weeks. Then I'll switch and do something else. That's fine. Okay, I will let you know that about four to five weeks, your body is so smart and it will adapt to the load, okay, in about four to five weeks, which means you'll start plateauing. And then you need to change something up, okay, whether it's the tempo, whether it's the amount of reps, whether it's the amount of sets, the weight. There's multiple ways to do periodization to switch up your workouts to break the plateau, okay? But first thing is, is picking exercise that you can commit to and be consistent with, something you enjoy. Exercise should be fun. So maybe it's you taking Zumba class. Maybe it's you dancing around your house and or doing functional movements or working out outside. Whatever it is, pick something that is fun, okay? Because that's how you're going to be consistent and be able to sustain your results. It's something you enjoy doing. Okay, three. So when it comes to fat loss or body recomposition, again, changing what your body looks like, gaining muscle, okay, losing body fat, the best exercises for that, or the type of exercise for that, is intervals, weight training, okay, and leisure walking, okay? The top first two is intervals and weight training are your, going to be your biggest bang for your buck. You can get an amazing 30-minute workout in doing intervals with weight training, okay? Doing it two, three, four times a week and get incredible results, okay? And then you can fill in with leisure walking, meaning you are not trying to get your heart rate up. We're not power walking because we want to lower the cortisol levels. Cortisol is one of the key hormones that will hold on to fat. Cortisol and your insulin hormones are the key fat um, contributors. Okay, fight or flight. And then we keep spiking our blood sugar and dropping it, spiking it and dropping it. Our body is insulin resistant. We don't want that. We want it to be insulin sensitive. So our body's able to utilize and then release. We don't want our body thinking we're going to die. That Because again, your body's in that fight or flight, again, spiked cortisol levels, then our body is going to hold on to body fat because it's in survival mode. It's being created to protect us. In order to protect itself, it needs to hold on to body fat to protect the vital organs, your heart, your lungs, your liver, your, your digestive system, your brain. Again, so... When you think about it, when people are doing really intense workouts all the time, you're jacking up the cortisol levels like crazy, and your body can only sustain that for so long. Either you're going to get burnt out, stressed out, injury, or your body is not going to change, and you're going to get really frustrated and depressed, okay? So it's really understanding you don't have to work out for hours a day. Unless you are doing a bodybuilding competition, maybe you're in a swimsuit competition, that is a total different training setup, okay? And there is specific guidelines for that to help your body not go into that those modes. I am not your trainer for that. That is not something I specialize in. But most of you here are your everyday athletes like myself. So weight training, intervals, and then leisure walking. Again, nice stroll. Like if you're walking around Disneyland, okay? 30, 45, 60 minutes, a few times a week, boom. I personally do a couple walks every day just to get my steps in. But again, if you're in that fat loss journey, you're going to be increasing that. So if, if again, you only do that once a week, twice a week, three times a week, do what you can commit to. Start small, okay? If you want to sustain your results or get the results and sustain them, you have to be able to do something that is sustainable long term. We are not here in this community for quick fixes. Okay, I'm not about quick fixes because that just leads you, again, 
dieting. Okay, D-I-E, no thank you. Okay, I want to have a joyful life where I can have my pizza and if I want to have some chips, because again, you know I talk about chips all the time because I love them, but also being mindful of what my triggers are, what my willpower level is around certain foods. Because again, we process food too much, girls. If you're finding yourself like late night snacking, you are always craving something. Again, one, your hormones could be off. Two, you're not eating enough of your macronutrients or having a balance of your macronutrients. And three, you have an addiction. Okay, sugar is the most addictive substance on earth. It is right there in the line with methamphetamines and heroin. Okay, and our brain needs more and more and more of that stimulant to get the same high. Okay, that's why it's so difficult to break it. I'm all about doing sugar detoxes quite often because it sneaks in. It's in everything, everything, I tell you, because that's how they keep us addicted to the foods and we keep buying them, right? So that was a whole other tangent. But when it comes to um, applying this and these five pillars is, again, we come back to acceptance and self-love for where we're at while still having a desire to make changes, right? We have gratitude for that. We let go of comparison. And then we move into defining what does healthy look like, feel like, and mean to you. Write it out. Know what that is. Visualize it. See yourself as her. Because if you can see it, it's, it's already done. And then ask yourself, what, how does she view food? How does she view moving her body? What is her relationship like with herself? How does she talk to herself? Again, and start taking those actions and start doing the things that she would be doing. And then you will be living that reality much sooner than you can imagine. Okay, because we attract what we focus on. Okay, so next thing is, I want you to pick one area. One area, start small. Practice consistency, not perfection, but committed consistency. Have grace for yourself on the journey. Life comes up, life will life you. Guess what? You ain't gonna gain the 10 pounds in a week, okay? It's not gonna happen, so it's okay. Have grace. Again, what's that version of you who's already achieved the results? How does she view life happening? She knows she's fine. She trusts the process, right? And then build the consistency. Once you build that consistency, that area that's most challenging for you, right? We're starting with that most challenging place. Then pick the next area to start building the habit in. Again, starting small, okay? Step four, self-care and faith I want to talk about because these are our last two pillars is self-care and faith. So with self-care, it's so important, you know, when you are in a journey of getting to a healthier version of you and you're wanting to lose that weight or fit it, you know, change your body composition and really feel better, you need to practice self-care. That's an everyday thing. How you're talking to yourself. Are you doing your affirmations? Are you spending time with the Lord? Are you truly being still to receive versus always doing? always being on. Do you ever let yourself just turn off and just be, be in the present moment? So maybe that looks like, you know, you have a morning routine set up and then you get up for everybody else and you have five or 10 minutes of quiet. Again, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's praying, maybe it's meditating, visualizing, taking time to go get a massage, you know, go out to lunch with a girlfriend or have a date night with your hubby. Like we need to practice self-care and do things that bring us joy. Because joy, again, what you focus on, you attract. So if you're in a place of joy all the time, you attract more joy into your life, right? If you're in a place of just feeling so abundant and alive and grateful, you receive more of that in, okay? So 
having a routine in place that's going to help you nourish, you know, your mindset, your nutrition, your fitness, your self-care, your faith, and creating a routine that works for you because that's key. Again, it has to work for you. Okay, you have to decide what works for you. Where can you fit things in? Because you need to make it fit in, period. If you want sustainable results, you prioritize and you make time. Because guess what? If you are not operating at your highest self, if you are not feeling your best, guess what? You are not showing up. You're giving breadcrumbs to everybody else around you. And I know that's not what you want to do. And maybe you've been doing that for a while. And that's why you're here. You're like, I'm done. I need to make changes. Then you need to prioritize it, period, the end, exclamation point. We all have the same amount of hours in our day. How are you going to spend yours? Because your work's always going to be there, period, the end, right? You need to make your life work for you. We have the same amount of hours. Where are you going to fit it in? Maybe that means you're not scrolling on your phone that night. Maybe that means you're getting your food prepped the night before so you're ready to go the next day. Maybe that's laying your clothes out, your workout clothes, so you're ready to go. You already know the workout you're going to do, right, when you get home or in the morning. You're calendaring it in. Okay, we go through all this when we, my one-on-one -on -one coaching. We map all this out in a way that works for you and your lifestyle because it's so imperative that it's for you. I don't believe in cookie cutter plans by any means. It's custom fit. There's the five pillars we go through and we work through them to build habits that are sustainable to that get you the results that you want that you're able to maintain on your own. Okay, so I want to remind you that you are known that you are loved, that you are worthy, just as you are. If you desire to make changes, and I believe you do because that's why you're showing up here, that it is possible, period. You have everything within you to achieve it. You are worthy of achieving the body you desire. You're worthy of having the level of health that you desire. You're worthy of having the level of energy and confidence that you desire. And you have everything within you to accomplish it. If you need help, ask for it. If not me, somebody else. Get an accountability partner, right? Get a girlfriend to, to walk this with you. Share what your desires are with somebody else to hold you accountable, okay? And I want to come here and I want to ask you some questions. So I encourage you to pen and paper, okay? I'm going to ask you some questions here to help you redefine health for yourself. So you can journal on these. You don't have to answer them now, but I want you to write them down and I want you to go back and you journal on them. Okay, so number one, what does healthy look and feel like to you? Close your eyes and I want you to visualize that. What does healthy look and feel like to you? What are you doing? How are you showing up? How are you dressing? How are you talking to yourself? What does your body look like? How does it feel in your body? Write it out. And number two, are you currently living that lifestyle now? There's no judgment here. This is a place of curiosity. If it's yes, great. If it's no, it's great. Guess what? You can start making changes. Number three, what's one story or belief you have around achieving that level of health you described above? What's a story or a belief or resistance that you have about achieving that level of health that you described above. So take a moment here. Maybe when you wrote that out, that level, maybe you felt something like, oh, I can never achieve that. Whatever it may be. Maybe you have no resistance. If you don't have any resistance or anything holding you back, then leave that alone. We don't need to look for resistance. Okay. Number four, are you willing to let that story 
go. Maybe you're saying, yes, I am. Wonderful. Maybe you're like, I'm not ready yet. That's okay. There's some heart work to do there, and that's okay. Are you willing to let that story go? And if you say yes, girl, you're ready. You're ready for change, and this is your time. Number five, what do you choose your new story to be around your health? Did you write that out? What do you choose your new story to be around your health? And last, as we covered in this masterclass coaching session, we talked about starting small. Start with something you know you can be consistent with so you can build a habit and create sustainability. So what action can you commit to start today to move forward? To so write it out and I want you to commit, put it in your calendar, you're gonna start. I'd love for you to share it with me. So you can share it here, connect with me on social, Facebook, Instagram, and let me know what are you committed to doing? I would love to hear what your takeaways are from this.